What's up, everybody, and welcome to the huddle. We come at you every Tuesday to discuss maintaining forward progress in your flooring career. With me, as always, Daniel and Jose of Preferred Flooring out of Michigan. I'm Paul Stewart with Go Carrera and Stewart and Associates out of Wichita. We are rounding out our four-part series on relationships as it applies to the business of flooring. So we've discussed homeowners, we've discussed um, general contractors, we've discussed installers. Today is the final piece to that, which is suppliers and distributors, vendors. Uh, this one is kind of near and dear to my heart um, from one perspective. If you can be pleasant and build relationships with your vendors, you can give yourself a strategic advantage because they are just used to being treated like shit by many a people. They're used to people calling them on the phone and cussing them out and yelling because their stuff's not here or something like that. All you got to do is just ratchet it down, be respectful and deliver. You know, that doesn't mean they don't mess up and we don't have, uh, you know, corrective conversations. But at the end of the day, um be kind um just be kind they're people and everybody makes mistakes uh sometimes it the the mistake is a lot of times not even the person you're on the phone with who you're treating like crap so um it's cold as cold as the dickens <laughs> out here in wichita kansas we got us ourselves a uh blizzard moving in so um thus the hat so gentlemen uh what's your initial take on the the relationships you guys have with your vendors and suppliers and and people well um i guess let's just go locally right let's just start uh, on, a, on a smaller scale with our local distributors um we kind of had the luxury of uh starting years ago and becoming a familiar face with uh with some of the local guys uh, just as installers working for other people. Um, and because of that, we've watched individuals grow um, in their company as, as they watch us uh, grow a little bit as well. So it, it kind of created a bond, a relationship, because I've known these guys for 20 plus years now, you know, um, a lot of them. And does it give us an advantage uh, on some things? Maybe yes, uh, but there's there's also a friendship there where I don't try to use a friendship to take advantage of pricing or to use anything else for that. So did you become friends prior to, or were you friends oh, through yeah. your business? I, well, it was majority of it's been through the business. Yeah. But I mean, like when you see someone consistently over the course of 20 years you end up talking to them for a while yeah, especially yeah. when you're we we would go to um you know local distributors and just hang out in there for an hour or so just to uh, talk to everyone see how everyone's doing and take them some well this one is my son's baseball team but we you know take them some cups and stuff and they said oh we're not supposed to show favoritism or anything <laughs> but it's like it's a cup man <laughs> <laughs> Well, 
you know, the relationships with the vendors, you, if, if you do it right now, I just want to point out, you guys are installers at your core. I mean, it's where you came in. You probably started the relationship there. And I got to be honest. It seems like installers are, are better at that. They, they like, like you said, Daniel, they'll hang out at the distributor, drink some coffee, have a donut before they get out to their job site, that kind of thing. Um, companies when we talk to um our vendors a lot of times they'll they'll just tell us thank you for being you know pleasant um payment and things like that are are obviously important to to pay pay the vendor on time that obviously helps with vendor relations but the day-to-day -day person you deal with at your vendor uh at any of the vendors those people don't you know, take take the the payments or whatever. You know, it's the credit department. Your your job with, or my job has always uh, been to form relationships, and um, I do expect. I mean, I I I'm a little different than you um, on that uh, particular subject. There, Dan, uh, Jose is. I actually do leverage those relationships. I mean, we're friends for a reason. We became friends through business normally, but we're friends for a reason. It's usually because we've done things right by them and they've done things right by us in business. And so then you kind of birds of a feather kind of thing, you know, you, you uh, enjoy working with people like that. So, you know, I'll leverage those relationships to try to get better pricing if I can. Uh, obviously, you don't go to the well every single week. But, you know, you, you certainly want to, I certainly feel it's, it's a good practice to uh, leverage those relationships. So I other, other companies can do it too. Like you could be nice too, but a lot of times they're just, they don't talk to their employees about treating their vendors well. So, uh, you know, some, some shop may uh, allow their project managers or something to call and, and get rude with the, uh, customers or with the vendor um mm. and that happens in my company too but i always pull the employee aside and talk to them about it and say these guys are important to us that's who we yeah. do uh our largest purchasing with and it's important that we maintain good vendor relationship so so i wanted to add to what you just said so how about uh when you said leverage just a better way to put it i don't intentionally leverage it right we might make little smart comments here and there but see, Daniel and I work as a team. So when when I go in and I inquire or I, or I talk on the phone and I inquire, I always follow it up with, let me talk to Daniel about that. And they they go like, oh, no, All right, <laughs> let me change this up because I know Daniel's just going to say, well, you know, on this uh, X and X website, uh, it's this much money. So, you know, because of because of the friendship and they understand our personalities, we we do get favorable pricing. Uh, almost ever. I don't think we've paid. We get pallet pricing on a lot of things for how small we are, and um, it's because of the the relationship and uh, the loyalty, and and we we do go hang out in there. We do go talk to them about. Well, things. and I'm I'm assuming that you guys specify some work that takes work. We do. You know, 100%. selling their products. I mean, if you do it right, we're like their salesman, or I should say, if they do it right, if if right. the relationship's good then we're like free salesmen to them. They don't have to pay 
They just got to give us good pricing. That's the price for us to be out pushing your products and 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 building your your brand in the market. So, I mean, that's the payment. You're not getting any compensation like their their salespeople do or like their sales reps do. So right. your compensation is preferred pricing. If I'm bringing you work, I I do expect preferred pricing on the on the uh, out there in the market. Yeah, maybe one day we'll work up to the the point where we have enough sales to uh, just automatically get the the best possible pricing we can. Um, we're we're working up to to that point though. But we're well. In the meantime, build the relationships. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So our the relationship with some of the, our vendors is you know definitely stronger than others, and you can tell that with uh, who we're always pushing. Like you said, you you build that relationship, you become their salesman for free, right? But you get better yeah. pricing, so that you know that. 25 cents a square foot adds up quick on big projects. Yeah, And, yeah. you know, um, some of the, the salesmen have actually approached us and this was during like COVID and then starting to get out of it. And they, you know, they approached us and they, they said, you know, we know you're, you guys are small. So if you need to push out your, your payment terms, right. You, we can go out to 90, 120. He said, you let me know where you need to be in order to make sure you guys, you know, are, are, going to stay afloat and you know that that was awesome that they would do that yeah that 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 right there is outside of pricing that's a a huge benefit is you know them holding a receivable a little longer for you is a big mm -hmm. deal i mean that can help cash flow um certainly when you start talking about your your main vendors um that can be a huge thing. That can be, uh, you know, a substantial improvement to your cash flow over the course of that, you know, ninety days or whatever. <clears throat> do you so, guys? Um, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, uh, do you guys look at it as building these personal relationships with the counter person and the sales rep and and oh, yeah. the owner maybe? Oh yeah, one one hundred percent. And and you know, I'm I'm not not gonna lie. You know what what helped us out a little bit too is is obviously um, um after 2020. I mean, they already liked us, but after Daniel ended up uh, winning a, a resilient installer of the year in 2020, um, they just had a lot of inside jokes in there, like oh, we're superstar this, <laughs> and, and it was pretty funny, right? I mean, uh, so so we just uh, you know we have very thick skin, and we made fun of ourselves with it uh made fun of the situation but it, it went further than we thought it would go but they just um it opened up more doors uh with more of the people internally there um so with those doors being open we take advantage of that and then create more relationships now we're not just knowing the couple guys at the front counter and uh the the rep who who's been coming to the office or who's been calling us and texting us and chit-chatting for the past few years now it's, uh, you know, it's higher up than them. It's, it's corporate, it's up the ladder. Um, and that, well, that right there is, has helped our relationship with everybody overall, because now even the delivery guys, um, they're, um, they like us too, because we've never belittled a delivery guy. Like, yeah, go put the stuff over there. Mm -hmm. or hey you know the keys are right there yeah this is where i want it why'd you unload it here it, they always tell us to 
back up, man. I got this. It's like, no, nah, man, I'm trying to help you out too. Yeah, man, you have other things to do. I mean, and they're like, man, nobody ever helps us like that. I'm like, well, I don't know why not. Like, I know you have other stops. I know you have other things to do. Or if it's the end of the day, I know you want to go home too. So there's no reason for me to watch you work. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't know that we have a choice. I mean, at our office, when our after about 10 o'clock, our two warehouse guys are out delivering. Mm -hmm. And all that's left is our backup, which is one of our PMs. And then it's Joel, who's our COO. And then it's me. I mean, you know, sometimes you just got to unload trucks and yeah. uh, help people out. You know, this vendor relationship thing, I mean, if you think about it, uh, working with your sales reps, um, if you got a good relationship with them, you may get preferred pricing. But I would tell you story after story of times when we needed something on a weekend and they'd come in, open up the, the they're closed. And they'll come in, open it up and give me what I need or give our one of our guys what they need or staying late. Uh, we used to have one of our guys. He doesn't work for us anymore. He's still a friend of mine, um, but he was with me for probably 15 or 16 years. And they his name was Ray and they called him late in the day, Ray, almost every vendor late in the day, Ray. And he got that reputation of like you know, calling them and they'd help him out. And, and, uh, whether it's a weekend or, you know, a little bit late on a Friday night, even, I mean, it's, it's building those relationships with the counter people as well, that they're willing to stay, you know, a little bit longer, uh, to help someone else out. And, and the, you know, they wouldn't do that for just anybody. If they don't like you or you're a jerk, uh, they'll be like, well, we closed it for, I'm so sorry. Well, it, it's unique with us because one of the dis distributors over here, you know, one of the counter guys that we met 20 plus years ago is now our direct salesperson. So it's like you you start that relationship there and now, you know, he'll come in here and he'll hang out for a couple hours too. just sometimes. Wait, if his guys are watching, he doesn't hang out for a couple hours. We just made that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about work and stuff. Yeah, so all work. <laughs> but yeah, it's it. You started, well, you know, treat everyone the same because you never know where they're going to end up, right? Well, and it's the right thing to do. It's just like we don't have, you know, you don't have a hierarchy of, of human beings just based right. off of what they do. Um, that's kind of uh, short-sighted and superficial if, if it's like, oh, this one, this person can help me so or may help me. So I'll be nice to them. I'm just saying be nice because it's the right thing to do. Just yeah. be pleasant to the other person on the end of the phone that you're, you're asking something. About these, these salesmen that, you know, they, they go the extra mile. There's been instances where, you know, we, we order something and they're like, uh, Hey, this just came in. Where are you guys at? And it's like, uh, are you, they ask first, they ask if we're here at the, the office and we're like, no, we're actually on a job site, you know, in, in Lansing, which is like 45 minutes away or Muskegon, which is another half hour, 45 minutes away. And they're just like, you know what? I got to go over here. I'll just bring it out to you right now. Nice. Yeah. yeah. We've been very fortunate to come across yeah. some really, really yeah, nice Yeah, I mean, to, to the point where, you know, sometimes they're like, uh, they have, you know, different spots and some of the big 
places are down over in Detroit. And they're like, you know, we have one of these in Detroit, but you're not going to get it till next week. But I got to drive down there anyway. So I'm just going to grab it for you and bring it right back up. And it's yeah, those starting those relationships early on. So that way you have that. So when an opportunity like that presents itself, it's no question. It's like, you know, I'm going to do this for right, really my friend, right? It's not even yeah. this relationship yeah. at that point. It's like, I know you guys need this. So this is what I'm going to do for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm no way like proposing that you're fake or phony or whatever uh, to anybody out there. Um, I'm just saying, even if you don't like somebody, you could be, you know, somewhat pleasant. I have vendors that there's a, a few I won't ever name names, uh, or or at least not I'm right now. Not <laughs> but I have a few that I tell you what, man. They have an adversary. They got somebody in me that will switch their stuff out every every time. I'm still nice to them though. I'm still pleasant. I just don't appreciate the way they do business. So I I do things a little bit different and um you know, I'll switch their products out and we have the power to do it. So that doesn't mean that I have to be sour or, or mean to them. Uh, it just means that is the reality is, uh, you have your good vendors and you got your bad ones. The best mm -hmm. thing you could do is, is pick the ones that match your company's, uh, way of doing business and, uh, try to align with them and help them make more money by selling their stuff. Yeah, and then they're going to help you back. You bring up a good point on that. And we've run into, um, you know, I, I know that we're still fairly new. Like we still got our, our uh, pacifier and, and we're still wearing our diapers in the sales industry, right? Um, but we have found consistency through certain manufacturers where it's not consistent on others through the sales rep. Um, and because of consistency, that is the product that we choose to push. Um, and it's all falling back because, uh, you know, commercial... A lot of what we do is spec, and they might they might not give you um, the option for an alternate. However, if I got to pull teeth to get some pricing from you um, and or from from whoever, and it takes and they're putting my back against the wall on a deadline, and I just spent X amount of hours or days to get this large proposal together, and now because you haven't responded to a phone call, text message, or email, you know I'm going to miss my opportunity to submit my my proposal or my bid. Chances are when somebody asks me what manufacturer uh, to, they would recommend, that, that's not going to be it. So, I, I, I mean, it's kind of a the door swings both ways type deal, right? Like, you're a representative of not only yourself, but your product um, a, as a rep. And I know that everybody gets busy, and, and I, I do understand that. But, like, you know, have a contingency or some kind of email saying, hey, I'm out of town, or hey, I'm doing this, or... I feel like the ones that do have those emails are still the ones that answer when they are out of town. Yeah, they're prepared. That's a good point. It is the ones who are responsible so, enough to let you know they're not going to be there that actually show up anyway. Right. Uh, and so, sometimes I'll email a rep and then they'll text me, hey, got your email. I'll get to it when I can. Yeah. Yeah. And, and because, because of that scenario and that issue right there, Daniel took our, our shelf, our sample shelf and cleaned house and said, nope. Not this, not this, not this. And that's what you were kind of talking about earlier. I can, we can kind of visually show people exactly what we want them to see. And 
when you come in here, you you can tell by our show who who answers and who doesn't. Yeah. yeah so any any vendors out there or sales reps, I mean, one of the biggest complaints is not answering the phone or getting back to to people in a timely manner. Our best that I, I almost feel like that's the catalyst to a good relationship is when you first start dealing with the rep. Uh, I have a particular rep that I'm very fond of and she just answers the phone. I, I don't care if she's on vacation. She's picking her kids up from school. Like I've, I've talked to her in so many different scenarios because she just answers her phone when I call her. And when I need pricing quickly, I text her, Hey, need a quick price on this, follow it up with a, a formal quote, but I need it now. And I get it. And I also sell well in excess of a million dollars a year of her product. That's a good relationship, man. That's uh, you're performing for her and she's performing for you. That's, that's a great dynamic. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, it seems like if you're just pleasant and on top of that, the rep is doing a good job and you're going to find the ones just like, you know, you just kind of alluded to, you're going to find the ones that, that, uh serve you the best and that kind of uh fires off a good relationship so i don't think i've ever been upset or mean with the rep because i do understand there's a lot of moving parts um but i also <laughs> well you just got to look at how many other flooring companies are around here and are not only you know bidding a bunch of other projects but are bidding the same project yeah. as you so it's like they're sometimes they're, they probably got you know, a few hundred emails, probably in the, in a few hours. I can only imagine how much stuff that they have to deal with. Yeah. I, yeah. No reason to be. Yeah. All I they do signed is, up. All I do is I, I I ask for the pricing, and then you know, like a day later, just, hey, just trying to be at the top of the inbox so that way you see it first thing in the morning. You know, yeah. Let me do a question here, Paul, and this is this is for you, right? Like, um. In, in correspondence with a rep, when you're inquiring on pricing for a product, um, and this is learning for me, right? Like I'm going to absorb this, I'm going to learn. Um, what is what is your approach, uh, whether if it's a new rep or whether it's just your relationship is only via email and maybe a phone call every now and then when, you know, what is your approach when, when inquiring or asking about pricing? Uh, we don't have B2B or national price lists. So a lot of what we do is very personalized. Um, and we, 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 we keep it we keep it personal the entire time if i have a price list we have plenty of price lists i never go off price list when i bid yeah no we don't either i'm always going to call them uh or email them whatever has proven to be the best uh mode of getting in touch with them but if i'm emailing project name who's who the architect is quantity yeah. and product yeah. um if I spec it, I say, here's the architect, my spec. Yep. Okay. Or if it's not, um, if it's, if it's um, you know, specced by the architect, they're going to know it. They met with the architect and had the conversation. So there's no use in trying to say you spec something you didn't. Um, so I just tell them what the architect is and, and they typically already have a price put together if they, if they specified it. And in those, it's kind of a jump ball, right? Um, but with your really good reps, you might see a little bit preferred treatment. Um, 
but I, I always have those four key components. What, what's the project name? Who's the architect? Did I spec it or not? And then what is the obviously the product name with the quantity or some approximation quantity? Gotcha. Okay. And then um, I guess to add to that too, do you add, is it just a straight direct question for a direct answer or are you, are you cordial with them or do you add a little personal touch information, uh, ask how their families do? I mean, you know, that, that's what I'm asking. I'm asking uh, some of that as well. Yeah, typically I just try to silo those two things. So if I'm asking for pricing, I keep it real short, blunt, no jokes, no nothing. Here's what I need. Please respond by, you know, and sometimes I'll put that in the subject line, pricing ASAP or respond by, you know, 12, 22. Right. Or uh, kind of give them when I absolutely need the number so that they know what the if I get it sooner, which often I do, great. But if not, they know. And then I can refer back and say, listen, I, I made it clear I needed pricing by this time on this date. Where's my pricing? You know, uh, and then even if that's in a friendship uh, or a friendly uh, sales rep, I kind of hold the personal stuff back uh, to to just when I'm talking to them or or uh, an email out of the blue saying, hey, how's it going, man? Hope family's good. You know, kind of try to silo them myself. Uh, I don't know if that's right or wrong. It's just the way I've I've done it. It keeps your inbox a little bit cleaner too. So you don't have to go back and say, oh, I know we were talking about this. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it keeps them from feeling like they have to respond to something when you just want pricing at that moment, you know, and feeling like they got to respond to your friendly portion as well. And, Heck, if you're just asking for pricing, sometimes you can get it like, like that, if if uh, if they're prepared for it. So, good good call. So Larry. this 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 um, podcast is uh, going to be shorter uh, because vendor relationships are pretty. I, I would say simple, and maybe it's last because not because it's the least important. It's just, to me, it's the most simple because you're paying them money. So there's a level of that. Um, but if you're just pleasant and you respect other people, that's really what you guys said. You're helping people get stuff off trucks. You're nice and you care about, you know, getting to know your counter people and that kind of stuff. So they'll, they'll visit us here in town too. And they'll be like, let's go do lunch. And you know, majority of the time they're like, they're they're always trying to to put it on the company card, and I know that they also have like expenses that they have to meet. But sometimes it's nice for for you to kind of return that favor and, yeah. and let them know that the the relationship goes both ways. It's not just one sided. It's not gimme gimme gimme. It's like we appreciate you guys too for everything that you do for us. That's a good point. Real good point. Plus, we don't have it in us to always accept, like, I'm not, I'm still not used to that, right? I don't think I'll ever get used to that. Like, Yeah, it feels a little odd. We we uh, told our reps to, if you want to take me or, you know, our COO or somebody like that, seemingly the, the leadership side of our company out to, out to lunch or something, uh, just bring lunch into the office for everybody. And come over to the office and and so that's 90 
95% of the time when we're uh, eating with a sales rep, it's at my office where installers can come in and grab some food and, you know, it, like everybody can participate in the, uh, especially if a sales rep wants to take you out and show you appreciation for what you've done. I say show everybody. Uh, I'm not the only one selling stuff or, you know, working hard to, to uh, build the relationship with that vendor or, or, you know, pushing their product or whatever, like share the wealth with the rest of my office. And that's, that's kind of how we've done it. Right. And Kevin asks uh, if we're just dealing with distributors or reps from manufacturers or both. And I think we're, we're kind of talking about both because we, we have to deal with both Yeah. because, you know, in order to get some product, you're just going right through the distributor. And if you email the sales rep, they'll, they'll point you in the direction. Hey, I can sell you this, but you have to go over here for this. Yeah. And a lot of the times, you know, um, when the distributor doesn't have the answer, we're always going to the manufacturer anyways. So mm -hmm. it's like, hey, we don't really know, but that's where the the friendships come in from going to the, the bigger events. So where, you know, we have Kevin on here, we have Danny Sherman on here. And it's like, the, these kind of people are, you know, I'll reach out to them in order to get the answers that I need before sometimes I even reach out to the distributor because I know that it's a streamlined process if that that's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to answer Kevin's question, it is both. I mean, if you're, it kind of breaks down to whether or not a product is uh, distributed or if it's sold direct from the manufacturer to the market, which is most of your carpet uh, is sold, you know, through just sales reps. Um, and then, you know, a lot of your tile and resilient products are sold through distributors. So you kind of deal with both of them. And they're, it's a, it's a little unique because when you're dealing with a sales rep, um, like if I'm at a, if I'm dealing with a, a distributor and I'm not getting an answer from my sales rep, I can call the manager of the distributor and be like, Hey, look, I know you don't normally give pricing, but you're going to do that today. Cause I need your help. <laughs> you know, uh, if you could be so kind to help me out. Um, but when you're dealing with carpet mills, uh, you got to go to the RVP, you know, to their boss, if they're not answering to get the pricing, um, so it's a little more, I'd call it a little more delicate when you're dealing with the sales rep that your only, your only, um, recourse is really to go above them, uh, as opposed to at a distributorship, you can call the distributor. And a lot of times they, they, they can get pricing from you, from the local manager or whatever. So, all right, guys. Well, um, as I said, this this one's going to be a little shorter. Do you guys got any uh, any nuggets of wisdom uh, in closing here? Um, you know, just if you're just getting started in the flooring industry and you, you are on the install side of working for another company, um, you might not have intentions of owning your own or moving up. Uh, but just in case that happens, man, just uh, like Paul said earlier, just treat treat everyone with the same respect that you would treat uh the salesman that you would treat your client just you, you don't know what chair anyone is going to be sitting in 
in 10 years. So yeah, Rollins says on here, just be kind. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah just, just be kind. Yeah. I like it. And, one of the kindest guys I know right there. And yep. don't ever think that you already know everything, right? Because things change on a, a constant basis in our industry. The science behind things changes. And, you know, I'll reach out to some of our prep manufacturers and be like, Hey, this is what we got going on. Uh, what would you do? And then they, they, uh, they typically come back with, well, what were you thinking? And then I tell them and they're like, well, what do you even like, you already know the system. Why are you even asking? It's like, because I need to make sure that's nothing's changed on, on anything before I proceed and, you know, start giving numbers. And it's just, that just opens it up for more dialogue to get more personal with them as well. Eduardo said, we just got to read the labels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of what Daniel just said, just to add to that too is, um, whether it's a distributor rep or a manufacturer rep, don't forget about the tech reps. That relationship Amen. is also important. And it could coincide with the sales reps relationship as well because one feeds the other. Um, don't be afraid to call that 1-800 number that's listed on there if you have questions. Um, because yeah, you'll get to know some of those tech guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I called, uh, one of them one time we're doing some, I forget what we were doing, a rubber stairwell or something. And I, they, so, something just changed in the spec. So I called to, to ask a question and I get on the phone and they're like, yeah, this is this person. I'm like, Oh, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I want to thank you guys again for joining and uh, contributing and always being a good partner in this deal and a staple. I, I really appreciate you guys. Merry Christmas to you guys. Uh, not Merry sure Christmas. if I'll see you. Merry Christmas to everybody, all the audience, uh, anybody watching on on uh, YouTube later. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, I wanted to announce that the uh, Ford Progress Scholarship, the SIM, uh, last week, we ended with 16 applicants, and I was told that's really good. So I want to yeah. thank everybody. Um, that's that's awesome. I don't I didn't know what to expect. Uh, next week's huddle, uh, or the following week. Hold on, I'm being told. I'm uh, the my my uh, supervisor's telling me something new here. Hold on. <laughs> Huh? Is that our next huddle? Is January tenth then? No. Are we in non? Yeah, but we're we're announcing January tenth. Okay. Okay. Correction. January tenth, we're gonna do a live drawing of the um, applicants. So we're basically gonna crumble them up into little paper balls and make it like a lottery. And we're just gonna pick the pick the winner live, and um, a lot of times these things have criteria. We're not posting any criteria. It's just whoever gets picked out of the out of the tail. So the bingo card style. Yeah, yeah. B. Yeah. Eduardo's a, a sim too, and he said it, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. So, so we this is gonna gonna get some great knowledge. Yep. We're very excited about that. We're going to uh, look at offering this Ford scholarship uh, or Ford progress scholarship at least once a year. Uh, we may do it more often if we get really good. Um, you know, if we if we got 16 this time, the next time I, I, I want to see 20 or 25. 
so if we see those numbers going up, we're going to continue to sponsor that um, and, uh, you know, try to do our best in giving back and, and increasing the knowledge. And um, again, I want to thank everybody who, who uh, applied and I wish you the best. Merry Christmas. And we will talk to you guys next week and uh, we'll be pulling on the, on the tent to see who our winner is. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, again, Merry Christmas and have a happy new year as well. And we will chat with you guys next Tuesday. Until next right. time. Thanks. See ya. All Merry right. Christmas. Bye, guys.